When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles, brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and AmericanaMusicMagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. Auckland, New Zealand is home for Ed Taylor. Ed is a classically trained guitarist who grew up listening to Bob Dylan, Dire Straits, and Paul Simon. He started writing songs just 10 years ago, but was recently a semifinalist in the USA International Songwriting Competition. Ed hopes his latest song, MNC Shuffle, creates a new dance craze. Ed joins me for this edition of Americana Music Profiles as we talk about his new group, the Ed Taylor Collective, and their new music. Ed, welcome to the podcast. Good to talk to you today. Hi, Greg. How you going, mate? Nice to talk. Good, good. Glad we could uh, hook up. You are in uh, Auckland, right? Yes. Okay. It's a beautiful day in Auckland City. I'm in a little place called Devonport, which is a little sort of seaside part of um, Auckland on the North Shore. Yeah, all right. Well, I always like to give people a reference. It is uh, 4 p.m. here today in, uh, in, in Virginia when we're chatting. What time is it there for you? It's 10 o'clock in the morning. Okay. So you got a good day ahead of you. <laughs> yes. I've just got the boys off to school and uh, been doing a fiddling around with my guitar. And it's, yeah, I've got yeah. a nice day. <laughs> ten, 10 o'clock in the morning. I remember talking to uh, Ali, who's a mutual uh, acquaintance of ours. And uh, we had this conversation a while back. And she said, I am in your future. <laughs> so, <laughs> I thought that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> So you, um, uh, full, full-time, right, musician? Um, is, that, uh, is, that, is that what you do now, or do you have other things? Yeah, well, if you ask my wife, she might tell you that I, I'm really, my, yeah, my main job is really looking after the kids and sort of keeping the house running and stuff. She's, yeah, a, okay. she's, a, she's a doctor. So, um, but then in the weekends, I go off and do all my gigs and stuff, and, I probably play two or three times a week. Okay. Um, awesome. I used before we had kids. I used to teach a lot of guitar and play a lot as well. But we sort of fit it in uh, into family life now. It's, it works yeah. really well actually. Okay. How, when did uh, when did the music journey start for you? How how did how did you get into this uh, back in the day when you were a youngster? Uh, yeah, I think I started playing guitar when I was about eleven or twelve. I wanted to be a rock star, as you do. And yeah. Started playing rock guitar. <laughs> Did you have family then, influences? What what exposed you to that? Uh, my parents were were really into sort of the classics, you know, Bob Dylan, the Beatles, all yeah, that sort of stuff. Yeah, and and uh, I mean, even to this day, my my favorite musician is Bob Dylan. I I still listen to him every day. Cool. <laughs> That's cool. Then, okay. Yeah. Then I um, I after high school I went to Auckland University and I did a degree in 
classical guitar. Ah, all right. So, kind I of the other that, other um, end of the spectrum, sort of. Yeah, it was. I, I sort of just wanted to learn the guitar, you know, and I thought that was a good way of doing it. And I, I sort of dedicated my life to playing classical guitar for about ten years, and then I. Uh, once I finished that degree, I sort of transitioned over to playing more uh, popular styles like folk, country, and, and jazz as well. And uh, in the last sort of five or six years, it's been mostly the Americana sort of country stuff that I've been really concentrating on. Was it um, mostly solo for you, or did you uh, spend a lot of time with bands? Uh Initially, the classical stuff was all solo, and then I got into the jazz, and that was works with someone else, pretty much. So mm-hmm. I, we did a lot of duos, a lot of trios, just wherever the, 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 the work was, really. You know? Right. And um, I still do some solo stuff as well. Um, so that'll be a combination of classical and jazz. But Okay. All right, uh, so you still do the classical my, music, too, then? Uh, not really. I sort of dabble with it like this for example this week you're not going to play at a, at a gig and they want me to play solo guitar so I'll play some you know I'll play some, a few classical numbers and I'll play some jazz and I'll play whatever else sure sort of right go where the work's at right <laughs> yeah that's right yeah that's right yeah. whatever they want and so your your Americana stuff has that been solo for you too or have you been involved in, in um, with other groups um, I started doing Americana music with another guy who was a singer. So we did a couple of albums, and we'd get friends in to play bass, drums, keyboards, okay. violins, whatever else, you know. And then, and then we'd we'd play it as a duo. Yeah, that was mainly yeah, okay, or, or a trio sometimes as well with a violin. Yeah, this this new. Um, expedition that I'm starting on, the, the ETC or Ed Taylor Collective. Yeah. I just I just um I, I write all the songs and then I get the musicians who are you know that I've played with over the years to do whatever's necessary necessary. So if I have written a particular song I'll say, okay, this this might need a bit of lap steel or this might need a bit of violin and so I'll get them to do a session with me or mm-hmm. Uh, this okay. might need this sort of vocals. I'll get a specific person to do that. And, and um, yeah, this a, a new um, a new album that you have completed, or is it still in the works? Do you have a title for it? Uh, or a projected release date? Yeah, I don't have a title yet. We're probably three quarters of the way through it. Okay. Um, so the the MNC Shuffle, which is out. Tomorrow, I think, Friday. Yeah. That's the first single from it. Um, and hopefully it'll be April or something like that next year. That it'll, the whole album will be finished and out. Uh, the M&C Shuffle has a very um, authentic country flavor to it. Is that the <laughs> yeah. nature of the rest of the music or is it just for that song? Really is just that song, but they'll be yeah. Um, <laughs> that, yeah, the rest of the 
Yeah, tell me, so, tell yeah, me about that because it's uh, the shuffle. Yeah. Obviously, implies what it what it appears that it is. That is, there's a there's a dance that goes with it, and and I'm assuming it's yeah. that way for you guys there in in the United States, uh, line dancing and country line dancing, and and then and then having that filter over into weddings and parties and that kind of thing. That you know, people finding that as a favorite song and wanting to do the the dance with the song is a is a th- a big thing it's it's maybe not yeah. as as much as it used to be but it's still a very popular thing here in the u.s i'm assuming yeah. that that was the the catalyst behind this yeah it was a it's a funny story here so what happened was uh i was playing with another guy and we got asked to come and play at a club once a month uh starting i think it was a couple of years ago uh-huh. for a line dancing group so it was two ladies who to teach line dancing uh, at this particular place, and they're called Marilyn and Catherine. So they ran these classes uh, okay. for line dancing. Yeah. And every month, I'd have a sort of a party where we'd play and they'd practice their line dancing. dancing. So we did this for a while, a couple of years, and I sort of became friends with the ladies. They're all beautiful old ladies <laughs> who went about it. it was, Great to watch. I thought, right, I, I, I should actually write these guys a song. Yeah, that they can make up their own dance. Team. So, so I said, I told Marilyn, and she was right into the idea, and she gave me all the names of the ladies in the group. And so I came up with lyrics which actually uh, referred to all the ladies in the group. Okay, and then they choreographed a special line dance for it. Ah. That's cool. And we made a video of it, of them dancing. I saw it. that. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so so was, uh, this will be uh, on the new record that you're in production. What what is the flavor of the rest of the music in that tone or or something uh, different? There's, there's definitely uh, more Americana stuff, uh-huh. which is uh, slower, more folky sort of. I'd say. But there, there is a few other ones based on that sort of country style. But I'd say that's the only only song on the album which is that real hoedown sort of. Yeah, yeah. Song. yeah. <laughs> well, we're in need of a new one in, in the United States, so maybe it'll work its way over and, and uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. DJs will, will pick it up because we the ones that we have are kind of uh, worn out, <laughs> in my opinion. Um, so uh, people still love them, but they're worn out. So it's time for a new one. <laughs> yeah. I, I read where you, uh, uh, songwriting for you is kind of a newer thing in your career. Is that what, what, uh, what got you switched into, um, being the songwriter as well as the musician? Yeah. I mean, originally doing classical guitar and jazz, I'd never really went down that path. And it was only when I started getting into the more that, that folky Americana stuff that I thought, well, I might as well, you know, I'll try and write some stuff. And it, I just became obsessed with it for a few years and okay. um, loved it, you know. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's really sort of the thing that I love to do now. I try and do it often. And, um, yeah, it, yeah. I didn't really start doing it until I was about forty, though. So that was. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a every 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 writer seems to have a kind of something unique or different that uh, approach to that? What What do you? Uh, 
When it's time to write a song, how do you know? Is there an idea and you've got to go work on it, or do you sit down and try to have the ideas come to you? What's what is there a process for you? Yeah, I think it's. It's. I've thought about that before, and it's. There's a lot of different things. For example, I heard a guy singing the other day, and I thought, man, I want to write a song for that guy's voice. Ah, cool. And then okay. just the, the 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 sort of the. The emotion of his voice starts me thinking about a story that you know, relates to the, the sort of the tone of, of the sound of his voice and what would be the best uh, song to, to capture that. You know, that's you know, that's quite a regular thing for me. And then also, I might just be fiddling around on my guitar and a little riff comes out, and then I'm okay, make that into a, a piece of music, and then I sort of think about what might, you know, what words might fit with it. And, uh-huh. But it, it's a real long process for me. I sort of work away at them and batter them into submission. You know that yeah. can take months. Yeah. Do you <laughs> do you have a way to do you catalog the snippets, the music, the lyrics? Do you keep keep them in a place where you can pull out the pieces of the puzzle and and see what fits? Yeah. Yeah. I just the old phone is great. You know, you can just record right. yourself. Okay, this is a little example of what it might sound like come back a week later and think, oh, nothing like that, or maybe we should change this. And then sort of you get to the final stage where you've got all these little ideas and you sort of try and craft it into point, you know? Do you have a, a moment when you, when you feel like, or when you felt like this was, this was it, this is, if I, if, if I could pick something and just do this, this is what I would do. Um, I think, I, you know, at one stage in my life, I sort of gave away music because I wanted to become an artist, and so I was doing painting and stuff. A visual artist, okay, just, yeah. Yeah, and I just, once I started getting back into the music, I just thought, there's something in me, you know, I can't not do it. <laughs> it's, <laughs> yeah. just, it's just the way it is, you know, you can fight it, and it's, some days you think, what am I doing? But, you know, in the long run, you look back, well, it's, it's a great thing to be doing rather than a you know, builder or something. Yeah. Have you been able to write for other folks or do you just write for yourself? Um, no, it's just been for sort of bands that I've been involved with so far. Yeah. I, I read where you were, uh, you had been... Um, had been a semi-finalist for the international songwriting competition. That that had to feel really good to um, to be able to have a song get recognized that way. Yeah, for sure. It's that's funny things. Those competitions. I, I mean, obviously, if you you do well in them, it's fantastic. But you take them too seriously, it's it's exactly like when I was doing art, for example. You have all these competitions that you put your art in there. And, Someone might like it. Someone might not like it. Right, and it's, right. You can take it really personally. Yes, for you sure. Just gotta don't worry about it. But obviously, if you do well, it's it's a great stepping stone. To, uh, yeah, you can't let those competitions be the validation uh, that no. that are the permission to continue. If it is, then you probably shouldn't 
participate in the competition because it's a lot of it's subjective you know it's great to win but like you say it's you can't you can't take it personally if you don't win because it was subjective anyway probably yeah and it's hard not to (laughs) in anything whether it's uh sports or music (laughs) for sure yeah you put your heart and soul in when someone's yeah yeah You know, I mean, I don't like Michael Jackson, but, you know, half a billion other people do. Right, so. right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the the new record that you're working on, will this be your debut as a solo artist? Yeah, yeah. Okay. That'll be my debut as the, the Ed Taylor Collective, I call it. So uh-huh. that'll be the, the first time that I've had complete control over everything. Okay. Yeah, it's great. Do you have a um, uh, a process in mind of what you want it to look like when you get a chance to get out and and play this music for for audiences and uh, tour? Will you tour? What is what does that look like when this is a finished product and you can get back out in the world and and begin to entertain again? Yeah. Well, it's. It's a little bit tricky with this album because I'm using different singers. Uh, but I do have a sort of core group that I play with most weekends, which is a young lady who plays guitar and sings and another guy who plays violin and stuff. So, yeah, hopefully next year I'll, I'll organise some touring around, um, initially around New Zealand and and she can just sing the songs, even though on the album they might be sung by somebody else. I see. Okay. Because people won't be, hope, yeah, some of the, the singers won't be available, obviously, just come in and sing one song on a tour sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. But I'd say we do it as a trio. Uh, everything's got to be, keep the cost down, you know, and just get around to all the, all the clubs and stuff in, in New Zealand, all the country clubs, the folk clubs, and is, but the, the, the whole live thing, is the, you know, I mean, that's, that's basically what I always did. So I'm really looking forward to doing that. Is that the type of touring that you did prior to this current world situation we're in? Is, is it the the, yeah. the clubs, folk clubs, that kind of thing, yeah. more regionally where you were? Yeah. Yeah. So I've been, for, for, for making money, we just we play around bars. But then for the last three or four years, like most summers, we'd sort of, I'd organise tours where we'd do, you know, I mean, it's a bit tricky with a family, but we'd go away for maybe Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday sort of a thing, come back on the Sunday night and we'd play you know, three or four gigs, come home, wait a month, go and do it again. So oh, I see, okay. And we'd, we'd, we'd do folk clubs, we'd do, there's quite a few nice little um, regional music venues that you can go and play and you know advertise and get all the people in there who, who like that sort of music yeah sell your cds and just get out there as much as you can yeah yeah so if um folks would like to reach out and learn more about your music or uh your other um cds that you've worked with are they available if so how can 
people get those and, and maybe get on uh, a pre-buy or get on the list. And certainly we want them to, uh, to check out the M and C shuffle and learn the dance and, <laughs> um, yeah. take, take that out to your, uh, to your, uh, clubs and your local DJs and everywhere you like to dance and let them play that new song. How, how can they sure. get, how can they reach out to you and get in touch? Uh, they can, uh, check out my website, which is edtaylorcollective.com. It's a contact thing in there. And then, there's also the ETC, which is just the initials of it, on Facebook. Um, the video for the MNC Shuffle is on YouTube, and it's just under M and C Shuffle. Okay. So M and C refers to the ladies' names. Marilyn, she was the boss of the line dancers, and Catherine, she was the second in command, so yeah. that's where the M and C comes from. Okay. Awesome, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if people are out there, that you know, I'd love to hear from them all around the wherever the uh, the podcast goes. They can drop me a line, and I'll get back to them. Love to connect, you know. Awesome, good deal. Well, thanks, Ed. I, this has been fun. I enjoyed talking to you, and uh, I love the song, and I really do hope it catches on. And uh, maybe we can uh, we can let our audience listen to it at the end of our talk here, and we'll. We'll play it for him. Thank you, Greg, for giving me the opportunity to talk. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Good. Well, we wish you the best. Thank you. Thank you very much. Let's listen to Ed's new track, The M&C Shuffle. Another Friday night, another noisy bar, another empty glass, another lonely heart. Wishing for a place that I'd rather be When in walk with girls from the M.A.C.
Again, for tuning in to this episode of Americana Music Profiles. Find us on iTunes at Americana Music Profiles and on the internet at AmericanaRhythm.com. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points. 